Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. I don't care if your work takes you 20 hours or if it takes you 40 hours. If it's getting done and it's getting done to the standard we have, then that's all that matters. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Thanks to Smart Asset for supporting Gold Digger. Smart Asset is an easy, convenient way to find financial advisors in your area. To receive your free personalized retirement planning report, go to smartasset.com slash gold digger. Thanks to Birchbox for supporting Gold Digger. Birchbox simplifies all your beauty and grooming product options. Join the Birchbox community today by heading over to birchbox.com slash gold digger and get 50% off your first box when you use the promo code gold digger. Well, hello there, Kylie. Hi, my boss, Jenna Kutcher. (laughs) I'm so excited to talk to you today. And you know, what's going to be so fun is that we're talking all about leadership and hiring. And I think this conversation is going to be all the more better because we get to have somebody who experienced the process firsthand. Yeah, I was actually chuckling as I was putting together these questions. And, you know, I'm going to ask you questions about your boss style and how you lead and direct our team. And then I get to sit here and either I can fact check you. Yes. Are you accurately representing yourself as a boss? Because I know. This is real time fact checking. And I'm really excited to actually spin some of these questions back to you because, you know, this whole process, and I would definitely say even just putting it in terms of our team culture, I think is just very different than a lot of others. And so I'm really excited to dig into this. Before we dive on in, I want to start something new where you and I, 
we we make some sort of segment. I was really thinking about this this morning of like just something funny. So I want to know what was the best part of your day so far? Oh, Oh, so my husband had to run across to the other side of town, which is like the most travel we do these days. Like if we go (laughs) outside of our three mile radius and he was near my favorite coffee shop that always has a long line out the door, even in these crazy times. And so he got me my iced coffee and it might be winter, but it's my favorite iced coffee. And now I'm like the special kind of caffeinated where I could either self-destruct or take over over the world. Like if that was the best part of my day. I pick option B if there's okay. if there's a choice there. Okay, now I'm flipping it back to you. What's the best part of your day so far? Oh, this morning we had a little tea party. On our kitchen floor. And we, okay, our entire team, this is not sponsored by them, although we wish it were. Our entire team has turned into Nespresso addicts. Like we Mm -hmm. love our Nespressos Mm -hmm. on Team JK. And so every day what we actually do is we froth a little milk for cocoa. And so Drew had his latte. I had a little lemon water and we frothed some milk for cocoa. And he'll put like a little dollop of his coffee, his espresso on top of it and tell her that she's having her own latte. And so we all sat on the floor of our kitchen and had a little tea party this morning. And it was honestly the cutest thing in the world. Oh, every time you talk about your family time, I'm convinced more and more that, okay, yeah, no, I could definitely want a baby now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's so funny because we just have so much fun. And it's, I wish that the world could see some of the offline stuff, but there's a reason why it's offline. But even Coco has this little baby doll and we've started brushing her her teeth in the morning, you know? And so it's just like these little nuanced moments that are like the moments that I'm so present for that I'm like, oh, I just, I love, I love living in them. It's the best. That's so sweet. Coco is still one of my favorite humans on this planet. For real. She's For real. barely two years old. So I love that. <laughs> oh, okay. So are we going to dive on in? We are talking all things leadership and hiring. And I think there has never been a better time than this because what my hopes are for this year is that things will start to pick up and this new normal will settle in and people are hopefully going to find themselves busier than ever. That's that's my projection of hope for this year. And so when people get busier than ever, a lot of times the first thing that you realize is that you need help. So are you ready to dive in? Of course I am. All right. All right. I'm putting you in the hot seat. And you know, like I always like to do when we start these Jenna and Kylie episodes off, I want to take, you know, rewind the clock, hop in our time machine. Did you ever at the beginning envision a future where you were leading a team of over 10 women? (laughs) No, not even for a split second. You know, it's funny. I've been actually doing just like mental exercises of, of being in that time machine and going back to the beginning lately. And one of the things I remembered the other day was the fact that it took me three years to learn how to outsource my editing for photography. And it was so funny because that fact alone is interesting, but the fact that was left out that makes it even more interesting was the fact that I had gone to this photography workshop. Someone backed out at the last minute. They said, does anyone want a ticket to this photography workshop? I didn't even know who the teachers were, but I was like, hmm, that sounds interesting. I've never been trained in anything, so I should probably do this. And I went to this workshop and the people that were teaching it talked about outsourcing. And I remember thinking to myself, good for them, not for me. 
no one could possibly care about my images the way I do. No one could possibly edit the way that I do. Thinking I was like so special that there was no way I could get help. And it took me a solid two years after that workshop to take that advice that was so warranted and actually take that step. And and it took me almost getting to burnout to make that decision. And so it's been interesting thinking back to those early days where it's like you're white knuckling everything. And there's been so many seasons of business where I found myself in that. But I never in my wildest dreams dreamt that I would be a boss and let alone a boss to a team of 10 incredible women. Yeah, well, I can tell you firsthand, I love being on your team. So I'm glad that your wildest dreams evolved to fit us all (laughs) into it. But I think that's a common mindset thing that we hear when people are struggling with the workload they have, but they aren't sure if they can reasonably hand over what they do to someone else. So talk me through some of those mindset challenges that you had to overcome just to make that first hire. Yeah. I mean, there's so many mindset blocks. And I think so much of it is that when you start something from the ground up, which is usually right out of passion, you know, you're just so passionate. It's impossible to believe that anyone can care at the level that you care. And I think that's where people get too far down the road of doing everything themselves is because they think that no one can care the way they care. And so I think that's usually the biggest mindset block. The other one is the financial, you know, it's like good for you that you have the funds to be able to do that, but I'm not at that place. And what I've really come to realize is that it comes down to two things that we value most in life, which are time and money. And I think that you're going to go through different seasons where time is of utmost importance. You know, for me, early days of motherhood, you know, even to this day, like time is my currency. I say that all the time, but there were absolutely seasons where money mattered more. Like I was willing to burn the candle on both ends and work around the clock in order to make that money. And so the mindset shift of thinking, gosh, I don't have the money to invest in this is sometimes and sometimes can be skirted when you start to understand what your time is worth and you start to see that paying out can actually earn you dividends to get back your time to make more. And so, for example, if we kind of go back to when I first started outsourcing my images, I remember I ran the numbers and it was about $200 per wedding of what I needed to pay. And I remember thinking, I'm going to get back like 10, 15, maybe even 20 hours of time each week. If I could just shoot one more session that I could outsource the editing on, I could easily make back that money and then some and save myself all of that time. And so it was honestly like I had to like make a bet with myself that like that time I was saving, I was going to make it worth something. And that's still how I look at investing in team and outsourcing these days. But instead, I look back like, oh, that priceless time that I get back with my family is worth, you know, mountains of gold. So that's how I look at it. Yeah, I think we're constantly underestimating what our time is worth until we sit down and run the numbers and realize that, oh, I can get back so much more than what I will have to pay out to make this happen. Yes. So 
Then talk to me. Once you came to the terms with the fact that you needed to outsource a little bit, I want to know about hiring the first team Jenna Kutcher member and what it was like to be a boss <laughs> to someone for the first time. Oh, poor Caitlin. Caitlin's <laughs> been with me through it all. I mean, I think we've been together seven or eight years at this point. Wow. And the funny story that has been told on this show time and time again that is worth telling over is that Caitlin reached out to me three different times and each time I said no. And she was offering to be kind of a virtual assistant. And every single time she reached out, I said, no, I'm good. I got it. Thanks so much for thinking of me, but I'm not ready. It really took life knocking me to my knees to really make me realize, whoa, I need help because when I stop, literally everything stops. And and that unfortunately happened through our first miscarriage. I hired Caitlin when I was in this very dark season and recognized that like I had built something that would stop the second I stopped. And Caitlin, you you know Caitlin, she's yeah. just the sweetest. She's very maternal. She is incredibly thoughtful. And I met up with her at a coffee shop. She was local to me at the time. And I remember she was telling me all these things she could do for me. And I was like, you know, I'm going to just, you know, loosen my grip just a tiny bit and and you can take over my inbox. And, and literally within days of her just getting in the inbox and cleaning things up and responding to people and taking care of any new requests while I was kind of stuck in that season of loss, I like felt this new level of freedom. And I remember like a week into it, I was like, I will hire you for anything and everything <laughs> and all that I can get. And it just took like loosening that grip just a tiny bit to start to like open my hands to what was possible. And so, you know, it was interesting. And I think I still didn't see myself as a boss because a lot of our employees now started as contractors. They had their own businesses. And so I almost looked at them as peers. And I think that that's a really beautiful relationship to have. And as, you know, we've grown as humans and the business has grown and the relationships have changed, I still really look at my team as just people that I really deeply respect and that we're all in this together. And I think that that hasn't changed. Yeah, there's really, I mean, I'll say it, it doesn't feel like there's a division of power or anything no. on our team, you know? No. I really do feel respected and like a peer. And at the same time, I'm learning from you. I think I bring something to the yes. table that you learn from as well. And so oh. it's a really lovely situation to be in. I'll just say that. Yeah, it is. It's interesting. I was just reading this book. It's called Anxious People. It's really good. I finished it this morning, actually, by Frederick Bachman, I believe. And in the book, there's this one character who's really soft-spoken. And she talks about how she had built her career. She actually had this really powerful career. And she said, my goal was that even though I was the boss of all these people, that I never wanted them to feel that I had power over them. And she said, the best compliment I got when I retired was a few of my team members came up to me that day and said, I never realized you were my boss. And she said, I actually loved that because I wanted them to know that they were just as important as I was and that we were all doing it together. And I, I loved, I highlighted that part because I just, I loved that idea of almost like a humble power in the sense of like leadership. I think that's really, really cool. 
Oh, I like that a lot. You know, I see a lot of my peers in their work environments, in their careers, and I want for them what I have here. And so maybe they need to send this to their boss as a gentle nudge. (laughs) Tune in. Did you think that it was a challenging process to develop trust with all of us as you brought on each new employee? Was there a moment of like fear that things weren't going to be handled in the way that you thought they should be? You know, not really. I think that with each hire, I had established brand standards in what I wanted and expected. But I also think I left a lot of opportunity for each person to kind of craft the role that they could fill. I even remember when you came in, my sister had left to go back to school, which is so amazing. And she kind of handed over her systems. But then we said, you know, you can make your own systems. Like, here's what we've got. But like, also, here's room to like, do what you need to do to make it how you want to do that. And so it's funny, because and we'll probably talk about my very odd hiring process. (laughs) Um, But I lean on intuition so strongly when it comes to team. And I think that that's probably part of my gifting as a leader. I think that's probably part of the secret sauce. And so I never really felt a lot of challenge. I think the most challenging role, and Marissa and I actually talk about this a lot, was when I finally hired on an integrator, which has been literally life-changing for me. But I think that that position was the most challenging role to establish because it was brand new and it was something we desperately needed. But it was having me to step out of the integrator role and into that role of the visionary and really own that in order to let Marissa do what she needed to do. And I think that was the only one that was really challenging because for almost a decade, I had played that part. And so that was the most challenging role that I think I hired and filled. But Marissa's the girl for the job. Doing a full face of makeup and styling my hair every day is very low on my priority list right now. Like if it's between a tea party with cocoa and curling my hair, I'd pick cocoa every time. I guess I fit into the beauty casual category. I don't use a ton of products, but when I do, I like for them to be tested, approved, and loved. Even better if I can find new favorites without having to wander the aisles of a beauty store. The best way to really get to know new products without the pressure is with the expert guidance from Birchbox. I teamed up with Birchbox and they're offering 50% off your first box when you go to birchbox.com slash gold digger and you use the code gold digger. Every month, Birchbox experts select five deluxe size samples tailored for your unique beauty profile. They put together a cheat sheet that tells you what to use each product for and how to use it, and they wrap it all up in a beautifully designed box. You can test drive products at your own pace on your own terms, and when you find something you like, you can buy the full size on birchbox.com and earn loyalty points by doing it. I love discovering new products in the Birchbox Clean Beauty Collection. Clean is so important to me. Join the Birchbox community today by heading over to birchbox.com slash gold digger and get 50% off your first box when you use a promo code gold digger. That's promo code gold digger at birchbox.com slash gold digger for 50% off your first Birchbox. Birchbox.com slash gold digger. 
When I started working with a financial advisor, I felt a mix of nerves and excitement talking about my family's financial future. It's so important to know your numbers and plan for years down the road, and finding a great advisor really demystified a lot of the process for me. People who work with a financial advisor feel more at ease about their finances, and they also typically end up with 15% more money to spend in retirement on average. Over half a million people have trusted Smart Asset to help find an advisor. They have built a safe and easy and convenient tool to find vetted financial advisors in your area. Here's how it works. First, take Smart Asset's short quiz. Within minutes, Smart Asset will match you with three pre-screened fiduciaries, each legally obligated to act in your best interest and willing to do a no-commitment financial consultation. Smart Asset will also send you a free personalized retirement planning guide with actionable advice to help you feel confident in your next steps. To receive your free personalized retirement planning report, go to smartasset.com slash gold digger. Your report will provide personalized insights on your retirement readiness. So visit smartasset.com slash gold digger today. The integrator role, when you told us that you were going to be hiring someone as an integrator, I just have to say, I'm so grateful that it was Marissa that you brought on because for all of us, it was a different way of operating. Mm -hmm. And so I'm grateful it's Marissa that I get to hit up on Slack every single day. And she's so good at what she does. You know, (laughs) she's so good. (laughs) So Yeah, she is. So let's, yeah, let's talk about hiring with you because I have never applied for a job quite in the way I applied for it with you. And I've never been hired in the way that I got hired with you. So let's talk about the hiring and onboarding process on Team JK. Can LinkedIn sponsor this episode? Because they should. (laughs) I mean, Um, we are true believers in LinkedIn. Yes, truly. So... It's so funny because I actually, as uncanny and weird as this is, I don't want people to tune out. I want them to listen to this because I actually share this practice with all of my peers who overcomplicate hiring to oblivion. I remember sitting at a table in Puerto Rico at a mastermind with all the incredible leaders that I'm so thankful to sit around with. And they were talking about the way they hire and it was so intense. And it was like, they get an agency and then the agency sources candidates and then the candidates have to submit all these personality tests and then they come in for 18 rounds of interviews. And like, to me, it felt so overwhelming that I was paralyzed that I would have never began. And so if the idea of all of that feels way too much for you, then listen up. You're going to adopt the Jenna Kutcher hiring. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I swear by LinkedIn. I know they've sponsored the show, but I swear by it. It has been just a godsend in hiring. And so basically why I love it so much is that when somebody applies, all they're doing is submitting their LinkedIn profile to you. So there's no long answering questions. There's no way that people can really tweak their profile in a way that isn't an honest reflection of the work that they've already done. And the best part is, is that then you get all these profiles to go through, but you can sort by keywords. So for example, when Kylie applied, she submitted in her LinkedIn profile and I found her because I was typing in words like producer, audio, you know, podcast, things like that. 
And so what's so interesting then is when you start to sort through it, it takes hundreds of applications all the way down to like 10, 20, and you can keep refining the search. So, you know, other hires we've made on LinkedIn included a conversion copywriter. Like that's a very specific role that we wanted to fill. And I wanted someone with experience. And so basically I narrowed it down and I do something really weird, which is I narrow it down to about three to five profiles that I'm really interested in and I go to bed and I wake up in the morning and I, I ask myself, take a nap. No, I go to bed and I, I literally remember I was brushing my teeth. I can remember this moment so clearly. And I ask myself, who do I still remember? I do this all the time, whether it's learning new marketing things or, or taking control of figuring out a new system, I will go to bed and I'll say, what do I still remember? Like what stood out to me? What, what resonated with me? And I do that with hiring. And I remember going to bed and there's two profiles. It was yours and it was Brooklyn's who both are now on my team. <laughs> and I remember having this conversation with Drew because I was like, I like them both so much and they're both totally different and they both bring very different gifts to the table. But I'm wondering if I can find a way to hire them both for different things. And I'm so glad I listened to my gut. And then basically I got on the phone with both of you. I was laying in a hammock talking to a uh, hammock. I, I still say that word so hammock. weird. <laughs> we can debate that all day long. Is it a thing? I don't yeah, know. It I think is. it's a Jenna Kutcher thing. I was laying in a hammock talking to Brooklyn. I remember and just talking, like we were just talking, like, so what do you do? What do you like to do? What do you want to do? Same with you. And it was just a very laid back conversation of here's what we need and here's how it's going to go. And then pretty much the next day I was like, all right, when can you start? <laughs> and yeah. you flew out to Duluth and your mom was pretty sure you were going to get abducted yeah. and not really understanding what was going on. But for me, so much of it is intuition and finding people that it doesn't have to be the perfect match. Like you were coming from a world of radio, but I knew that you had the skills. And I also remember talking to you about just your work ethic and that you you were used to working from home and you were autonomous and like all of these things. So anyways, what was it like for you? Probably the weirdest experience ever. Well, I had been living in New York City for nine months without a full-time job because I moved with my husband and we moved for his career. And I had gone through really intensive application processes and hiring processes and interviews and nothing felt right. And then yeah. someone, you know, told me about the opportunity on your team and I applied through LinkedIn and I was like, this is, I mean, this is so weird. This is not going to happen. I literally just hit one button. This does not feel official enough to be <laughs> applying. And then 20 minutes later, you messaged me. And then the next day we were on the phone. And like you said, yeah, I flew out to Duluth four days later. And my mom was like, so she's what, on the internet? <laughs> I say, I mean, I really appreciated that fast hiring process because I think I operate with a lot of gut feeling too. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, I'm always looking for that next right opportunity. Not now, I'm staying put, please don't get rid of me. But <laughs> at that moment, I was like, okay, I think we operate in a really similar fashion. And so yeah. it felt really good for me too. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's really funny because our last four hires have all been very similar and they are all still with the company. And, you know, it's been really beautiful because I just think that like when you find people that subscribe to the way that you work and 
and the way that you do things and they're not freaked out about moving fast and they're ready to dive in. It's just like, all right, let's do this. And it's been so cool. It's been really, really, really cool. I loved it. Thank you. So then the onboarding process for your new (laughs) hires. I had a really unique experience because I got to work alongside Kate, who had my position before me. And one of the best things you did for me, I'll just, I mean, I'll tell you, as someone who is getting hired on, having all of the screen recordings and just like systems that Kate could share with me. And like you said, with permission to shift, modify and adapt for what made sense for my work style. That was just it allowed me to get working so much faster because you had all the basic things recorded for me in a library. Yes, that brings up such a good point. So if someone's listening to this show and they're like, there is no way I can hire or I don't know, I like I don't know even where to start or the training is going to take too long or I don't have time to devote to training someone in. Right now, today, you are going to be doing tasks or things that you repeat over and over and over again. And regardless of if you think it's a system, it probably is, you can start building up a resource library for when you are able to hire someone. And so... Same thing with when Marissa jumped on, I was able to say, here's a bunch of videos. Here's how to log into the blog. Here's our blog standards. Here's how we do this. Here's how we publish this. Here's how to get into the website. Here's how to create a new page. And it literally takes very little time for you to show those things. But I also think it gives your new hire confidence that they don't have to go to you to ask basic questions that they can watch that video as much times as it takes for them to understand something without feeling silly, without feeling stupid, without feeling like they're not picking up something quick enough. And just knowing it's there is almost like a little security blanket of like, I've got what I need. And I know that I can reference this if I need to. And so anyone today, like if somebody's listening and they're like, I don't even know where to begin, get loom.com. It's free. You can record videos of your screen while you do things and just start building out a reference library for your future team. I think it's like the best way that you can invest in your future and in the future team members that you'll be welcoming in when your business starts booming. My first six months on the team, I referenced those videos over and over and over again. And it's true. It felt so good not having to slack you every time I couldn't figure out a process that I knew was already documented for me. So love it. Yeah, that was a big, big feature of your onboarding process that I absolutely loved. So I have a question written down, but now I want to rephrase it because we're in a time that some teams still working remotely have been working remotely for probably close to a year now. And that was a new thing for so many people, whereas our team working remotely has always been the status quo. So I wanted to ask, how can you help other team leaders kind of relinquish the desire to micromanage? But I'm really curious about what you like from us on your team that makes you feel confident we're getting our work done on our own time and you don't have to micromanage us. So like, what is it that our team does that makes you feel really confident in our in our roles? You know, what's so funny is that a lot of times like Kylie, every single morning I reach out to you, even when I don't need anything, like I just always want to say hi and good morning. Um, (laughs) It's something really cool. I think that with tools like Slack, I just love seeing people's green lights are on and knowing like we're all working on something that we believe in. I think that's really, really awesome. 
But I think that this year has provided a deep, deep need for flexibility. And we've always had that flexibility. The biggest thing that I think that leaders and team members can do to help support one another is just communicate. I love giving like the team Fridays off if it works and if they've got their work done. And I don't care if your work takes you 20 hours or if it takes you 40 hours. If it's getting done and it's getting done to the standard we have, then that's all that matters. And that's why it's so interesting because I actually prefer having team members on a salary versus hourly because I think that there's just natural ebbs and flows within our work schedule. Like for instance, Kylie, this week you and I, we're grinding. Like we're <laughs> head to head, we're, we're connected, we're, we're clocking a little bit later hours, but we're in it together and it feels so good. But then we also know like this is going to lighten our load moving forward. And, and I sincerely want that for the team. And so- I would just say clearly communicating things like even this morning, I started a little bit later. I think by the time I got on, it was probably 1030 a.m., but I took that time with my family and the team knows that. And then I also think something that is so unique about the way that we work and the way that we trust one another is the boundaries that we have in place. I am a huge boundaries boss. And in talking to my friends who are working remotely, it sounds like not a lot of bosses are that way. (laughs) And so when I share that, like we have to ask for permission to like text one another, like texting is like off limits unless you have permission that it's a good time to text one another and things like that. I think that that just speaks to that level of trust and regard for one another and the fact that we want lives outside of work. What would you say for that? Well, I love knowing that you want the same style of life and pace of life for us that you have for yourself. And so I've never felt guilty if I have an appointment in the middle of the day, if I have to run the dog to the groomer or something, I'll go do that. But I know that my work is done and it's done well and I can hop back on. And usually our team just kind of operates on a quick like Slack message into general, like I'm off for the next two hours, but if you need me, I'll be back on. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also important for a team full of women. I think with motherhood on the horizon for so many of us, and I mean, you already as a mom, we just know that sometimes our attention and time has to be pulled to something else during the standard, you know, work hours. And so I just, I think it makes me work harder, honestly, to know that when my work's done, my time is mine. And if we have a long loaded week, like we had this week, it means that a month from now, things are going to be a little bit more easy and breezy. And that actually gets more out of me than I think a micromanaged clock in clock out scenario would. Well, and it's so funny, you know, it actually, when you were saying that, it made me remember. So here's a really quick story, but it'll promise I'll tie it all together. Tell it. When I was a kid, I was a gymnast and I was like a very serious gymnast for years and years and years. And so every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I would go to the gym from 4.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. So I basically knew as a student that I needed to get my homework done while I was at school, meaning during lunch, during like break time, like I was that student that was super studious to get my work done, whether it was on the bus or, you know, when we were allotted that time. And my teachers would always report that to my parents, like Jenna just like gets her stuff done right away. And 
that gave me the freedom then to be at gymnastics, which was what I really wanted to be doing. And I kind of look at that like work and life, like get your stuff done in the time that you want to get it done and then get on with life, like get on to your other passions. And so I think that has always been ingrained in me. Like if you're done, you're done. Like just be done. (laughs) Um, And I love that. And I also love what you said too, because I think that whenever we get into like a busier thing, like a launch, I'm busy too. It's not just putting it on the team. It's like, we are all busy. And then when I am like taking a sabbatical or when I'm taking a week off, it also lightens the load for the team in that way. And I think that it gives us this like team energy, even though we're spread out all across the country of like, we're all in this together. Like our Slack is glowing and we're all in it together. And then we can all kind of log off. And I think that's a really beautiful feeling. Yeah, it's a really ideal work scenario. So again, if you're in a scenario that's not like this, just, you know, shoot off the uh, episode to your boss. <laughs> Say, listen to what Jenna Gunter team does. Uh, so you, you touched on it quickly and I would love to close talking about this because like you said, you are a big boundaries person. And the last year, 2020 shifted, I think, how our team connected on a more deep personal level. And it blurred boundaries between work relationships and personal relationships. And now we feel like this support system and family that I think in some scenarios, bosses and employees might find it inappropriate, but for us, it feels important. Mm, So can you kind of talk about how things have shifted and how we all work together? Yeah, I love this. I was actually just thinking about it because pre-Marissa, we didn't do team meetings. Yeah. Uh, And so we were very much working in silos, which I I like that whole notion of like you own, like every person on my team owns a process and owns a piece of the brand. Like it is theirs and theirs alone. But I think that with getting Marissa on the team and starting to say like, okay, let's do a weekly team meeting. And when we scheduled our team retreats, I think those were super transformative for us as well. It's really brought together this like level of connection. And it's so funny because even when we did our team meeting this week, there really wasn't anything we needed to do. <laughs> but, but we, we needed it. Yeah. You know, like Marissa was like, do you think we need the meeting today? And I was like, no, but let's do it. Because especially in a year where we're all so kind of lonely and disconnected coming together. And I also think that we are really recognizing that like, we're not just working together, we're doing life together. So, you know, we've walked through some really hard things as a team, you know, losing someone's husband and, you know, hoping for babies and, and, you know, expecting uh, one of our team members is expecting soon. And, you know, all of these things where it's like, we recognize that like life is also unfolding as the work is and what a missed opportunity it would be if we just ignored that fact. And, and Kylie, you and I are so much alike where we're just like straight to business and we're, we're working on it. We're working on it and working on like, hello, good morning. How are you today? Okay, let's get into it. But I also want to commend Tico because Tico hiring her in as a corporate trainer and walking through trainings together as a team, I also think 
brought along these more multidimensional relationships and a, a deeper understanding for how we operate and what our goals are and what that looks like. And so it's been really beautiful. And I would highly, highly recommend if your you know, company or your team or you're the boss and you guys are on Slack, create opportunities for people to share about their lives. We have a, a channel, which it might get bleeped out when I say it, but stuff in prayers. And that might seem totally unprofessional, but that actually is the channel that glows a lot in our Slack, meaning we've got stuff going on in our lives. And when we invite people in, it allows us to not go through it alone. And I think that that channel alone has really welcomed in the opportunity to say, I need help or I need prayer or I'm walking through this thing and I just don't want to carry it by myself. And so create opportunities for people to share about their lives. And I think too, on our team calls, a lot of times it's like, first, you know, tell me the best thing about your week or, or what's going on or how are you feeling today? And, you know, our team call was so fun the other day because, you know, someone's moving into a new house and someone's selling an old house and, like you have your podcast, which we'll talk about in a minute. And Brooklyn has a YouTube channel, like just celebrating together, you know? Yeah, it's been so special for me to get to connect with everyone on the team on a more deeply personal level, even being removed and being virtual and not being with each other. I think in many workplace scenarios, I mean, you do spend the most time of your day talking to, working with and being around <laughs> your coworkers and your leadership. And so it's only natural that life wants to mold in with what you're doing at work. So I've loved this year. And like you said, yeah, maybe that Slack channel might seem unprofessional to someone else, but it's been so important. I really, for me this year, you know, as all of us have walked through, all of us have had some sort of struggle in 2020. Yeah. And yeah. so being able to connect that way and just also knowing where someone's standing during their workday, because yes. that's going to impact how they're showing up and we can give them grace if they need it. So I've loved it. One thing I was thinking about the other day, because I, I love to just like explore team cultures and something that I was thinking about that I really, really love is that almost every single person on our team has a side hustle or a passion project or something that they are doing and creating for themselves. And I think it's so cool because like on our team, you know, people have their own blogs, they have their own businesses, they have their own podcasts, they have their own YouTube channels, they're creating. And I think that a lot of times bosses feel like it's almost like a scarcity mindset. It really is a scarcity mindset, not almost, where they don't want their employees spread too thin. Can we talk about that for a second? Because I remember even when I hired you, you were still wanting to do some of the other work that you were doing. And you asked like, is this okay? Because other jobs were saying it was like a conflict of interest. And yeah. I remember being like, wait, no, I want people that are passionate. And like, I want people that as long as you can balance it, go for it. Yeah. I learned to ask that question. As I said, like I was unemployed in New York City. I was taking any interview that someone would give to me. And I learned to ask after a particularly eye-opening interview, if it was okay that I was creative or freelancing outside of my daily job, because one of the opportunities wanted me to shut down everything I had built. And that just felt so 
just heart-wrenching that I would have to give up something that I was passionate about. And talking to some friends who, you know, unfortunately were laid off during the pandemic and then were interviewing for new roles. And they too were asked to give up these things that they had developed in a time where they had to kind of create their own income. And I always kind of go back to your philosophy, like you love helping women build independent wealth. Why would you shut down your own team members who have something they're passionate about and that could turn into, you know, another stream of revenue for them or that they could continue to build on the side? So I can't understand why a boss would want to shut that out of someone. Well, and it's so funny because it's like I'm multi-passionate and I'm hiring multi-passionate humans. Can you, before we sign off, Can you tell us about your podcast? You're going to let me plug my podcast? Uh, 100%. (laughs) You guys know, here's my fear. Don't let it get so big that she leaves me. That's the thing, okay? (laughs) So everyone listen, but Kylie, you're stuck with me. (laughs) I'm not not going anywhere. You give me credibility, girlfriend. (laughs) So yeah, I have my own podcast. It's called Dark Down East. It is a Maine and New England true crime podcast. So very left field from what Goldinger (laughs) covers. But I moved back to my home state of Maine during the pandemic and being a true crime fan, I was poking around on the Internet and I'm like, no one's covering the cases from the state that I love so much. And these stories matter to me. So I started this show and it somehow I'm truly surprised by the success that it saw right off right off the bat. I know it's, (laughs) uh, you know, we I debuted close to the top 100 on Apple Podcasts and I'm inching up there. And it's been so special to be able to talk about my show with you and not feel like you're scared of me having my own show. So exciting. Our team is just like celebrating every single day. It's just so cool. Yeah, it's it's been so much fun and it's definitely an outlet for me. You know, I love putting together a lineup of interviews for you to talk to all these amazing business women and to encourage other women to pursue these passions. And then on my weekends and on my nights, I'm digging into, you know, the creepy stuff that happens in my own <laughs> state and I sleep fine. <laughs> so you know what, though? Yeah. Remember when you started, I was like, okay, Kylie, can we make sure that you're like anonymous and that you're safe and that like these murders aren't going to come find you? That was yes. my, I was like the mother concern of like that. So where can everybody find you and tune in to your show? You can listen to Dark Down East wherever you listen to the Gold Digger podcast and <laughs> at darkdowneast.com. Oh, Kylie, thanks so much for this fun little chit chat. This was no, good. Yes, this felt really good. And I, I will say you passed. You told the truth about all of your leadership <laughs> and hiring practices. So very well, you get to keep your job. I feel like I was hooked up to a lie detector test <laughs> and it was blazing green like they did on The Bachelorette with Tasha. So yes. I feel like a winner. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. 